0: Hello and welcome to Voice of Restoration, a broadcast outreach of the Christian Brethren Church, bringing you Bible-based teachings from author and Bible teacher, Pastor
1: Afolabi Oladele. Okay, so let's go. In Daniel chapter 9, 25 and 26, we read it several times. Do it, do it again, because it's important for you to get this Grasp it, hold on to it, because we are looking at the time markers for you to find out exactly where you are in the progression of the execution of the return of the kingdom of God. Yes. Yes.
0: That from the going forth of the commandments to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks. The street shall be built again, and the wall, even in troublous times. And after threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut up, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city. The and people, the people
1: c- of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city. And the sanctuary. The sanctuary. And the
0: end thereof shall be with a flood. And unto the end of the war, desolations are determined.
1: Desolation determined upon the people of Israel, the destruction of the temple, happened exactly as Jesus had said it will be. Matthew 23:37- 39.:
0: Oh Jerusalem.
1: Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Jerusalem.
0: Thou that killest the prophets.
1: Thou that killest the prophets
0: and stonest them which And you sent,
1: stone them who are sent to you.
0: How often will I have gathered thy How often
1: together? would I have gathered you?
0: Even as a hen gathereth our ki- our chickens under her chickens, even as wings. a
1: hen gathereth chicken, yes, under her wings, mm-hmm. and you would not. Yes, behold,
0: your house is left unto you desolate. Your house
1: is left unto you what? Desolate. Exactly, almost the same words that that that, that, that Daniel prophesied. Jesus Himself said exactly the same thing. Again. You find it in Luke 13, 33 to thirty five.
0: Nevertheless, Nevertheless, I must walk the, today and tomorrow, yes. and the day following. For it cannot be that the prophets perish out of Jerusalem, mm. O Jerusalem, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, yes. which kills the prophets, yes. and stonest them that are sent unto thee. Yes. How often would I have gathered thy children together, as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings, and you would not. Behold. Your house is left unto you desolate, and verily I say unto you, You shall not see me, until the time come when you shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord.
1: Are you following? Because as Jesus spoke, confirming the things that he said by, by the mouth of Daniel, look at the clincher here of that transition that he spoke about in Matthew chapter twenty-one, verse forty-three.
0: Therefore, say I unto you. Therefore, say I unto you,
1: the kingdom of God shall be taken from the you. The kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation. And given to another nation, bringing
0: forth the fruits thereof. Will bring
1: forth the fruit thereof, and this is where my heart weeps for the church. You have heard it; it's been taught to us, at least in this house. That there are three nations that God recognizes. Nation number one is what? Nation number two is what? The church. Nation number three is what? The Gentiles. The kingdom taken from Israel and given to which nation? The Gentiles of the church? Of course the church. But the question for every heart listening to me is the church bringing forth the fruits thereof. As
2: God has commanded it should be.
1: Is the church bringing forth the fruits in the manner that God desires? And if you go back to the things you have been taught concerning, in it, concerning John chapter 15. say, so Is it not the branches that bring forth fruit that is, grown, that is pruned to bring forth more fruit? The one that doesn't bring forth fruit, what happens to it? Heal it now! Bundle it together, burn it. I will deal with that exhaustively tomorrow when I begin to show you the missing link in those things that were spoken because oftentimes we look at those two things as it was in the days of Noah and then as it was in the days of Lot. Brother, there's a difference between those two. Very significant difference that we don't take account of. Very
2: major difference. You cannot force a horse that is not willing. You can't force a horse that is not willing. And if you are not willing, your end will be like the end of Lot and his family. So on one hand,
1: you see... The desolation that God promised and the birth of the church that happened when Jerusalem was destroyed, nation of Israel was uprooted, God fulfilled his word in saying, I'm orchestrating a transfer. The church was born. But believe me, my brethren, as I tried to show to you yesterday, and I will dig deeper, into as we go forward, the word said blindness struck Israel by reason of their rejection of the Lord. But by the time the two thousand years were over, in the progression of the seven church ages, in the Laodicean church age, what had taken over the Laodicean church age? Blindness. Blindness. Are taking over the Laodicean church age. And the source of the blindness, we have need for nothing. We don't even need God. Look at your revelation chapter three. So that I'm not speaking over your head. When he was speaking concerning
2: the Laodicean church.
1: The point that I'm making, because I'm leading to something as the as as, as, as the fig needed restoration. The vine also needed restoration. Because blindness struck the two of them. Only one has struck longer. And I could lend. And I pray that look, that the things that I'm saying to you, there are previous messages that have been preached. Israel got a second chance. But like Jeroboam, the church will not get a second chance. Won't get a second chance. So as you are listening to this word, and you will hear me again sounding tomorrow because this is the crucial point. If you don't change now, you won't get a second chance. Because the restoration that God is calling for at this time is quick shot. And woe to that man or that woman who fails to get restored in the manner in which God is giving us a second chance. Because as blindness, yes, go on please.
0: Verse fourteen, and unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans. Unto the church writes, of
1: the angel of Laodicea, Right. Thence
0: saith the Amen, yes. the faithful and true witness, yes. the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works.
1: I know thy that works. That
0: thou art neither cold nor hot.
1: You are neither cold nor hot. Remember in that map of prophecy that I showed you, the time marker that you found be- just before verse fourteen of Matthew chapter twenty-three. He said, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall do what shall wax cold. The same lukewarmness that Jesus spoke to in Matthew 24, verse, 13, verse 12 and verse 13. That's what John was referring to here. When he said, thou art neither cold, cold nor
0: cold. Nor yes. Hot. I yes. would thou art cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spill thee out of my mouth. Uh. Because thou sayest.
1: Now, listen to what they say. I am rich. I am rich. And increased with goods. Increased with goods. And have I have need, need of, of, nothing. of nothing. When a person says, "I have no need," I have need of nothing. Does that include God? Of course. I don't need God. I don't need God. I am rich. Plenty of goods. And that's the doctrine that is being preached to you everywhere. That's why Jesus was saying, so emphatic in that verse 14 of Matthew 23, this gospel, this gospel of the kingdom, which gospel was he speaking about? I will show you later. Because the time that he saw Satan falling like lightning, you've read it, you never paid attention to it, but I'll show you this afternoon, so that you understand that all that has been spoken has been given to convict me, to convict us, that our spirits and our souls and our hearts will be turned to follow God. To follow God. I was sharing with my people, and I will talk about that also on Sunday. You can have a call upon your life, and you don't pursue that call. The window that so allows Satan to enter into your life at all times that you pay little attention to the call upon your head, that is the same window that will kill you. That is the story of Samson. Many of you have calls on your life, but you never, you never, never really pursued it. How is it possible that in 20 years of the ministry of a man, only twice, did he really call upon God? How is it possible? How is it possible? And I'm challenging every one of you pastors who are here, that you may know what is at stake in your lives as people who are carriers of the word of God. If your life is not in pursuit of the call upon your, upon your life in a systematic way. Where, like David said, as a heart panted after the waters, so my soul panted after thee. That's what God is looking for. A people whose heart are for him. Something never even knew when the spirit left him. That's how much sensitivity he had to the Holy Spirit. Yet this was a man who was destined, who had a call upon his life to be a ruler in Israel. Watch out, you people. Watch out, you pastors. Watch out, Afolabi. Watch out, Dele. Watch out, Detokumbo. Watch out, Andrew. Watch out, all of you who are carriers of the word of God and understand what is at stake at this time. Many of us know that we have a call upon our lives. But we don't take it seriously. We take it too lightly. Let not your end be like Samson. Because the days are coming when the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit would have lost completely. And I
0: have need of nothing. We have need of nothing, yes. And knowest not that thou art wretched. Knowest not that thou art wretched. And miserable. Miserable. And and poor.
1: Yes. And blind. And poor and what? Blind. And naked. Blind. In the same way as the eyes of Samuel, sorry, the eyes of Samson were his undoing. Oh, the eyes are the window to the soul. But because he couldn't control his eyes, he got the name of the Lord dishonored. Because for a season, that God was rejoicing. Satan will not rejoice over your lives. Yeah. That's the cry of everyone that will be here. That I will not cause Satan to rejoice by my misdeeds and my inability to follow through the call that
2: God has put upon my life. Those eyes were what? blocked out. 2,000 years elapsed
1: in between. And in those 2,000 years, we see the transition that God has spoken to. And again, just for you to, because I'm leading to something, letting you understand the connection between the church and Israel, where the bakerage came from, that is a transition, which we'll read a bit of in Romans chapter 11. And the fact that both the church and Israel, they needed what?
2: Restoration. Both the church and Israel
1: need what? Restoration. God spoke to that. Amen? And I will get there. Both the church
2: and Israel needed restoration. In speaking to you
1: about the pursuit of the call upon your life, I will show you again another another clip that has been shown to you before. And I I pray the Lord will speak to every heart, including mine. And all those who will hear this, the little time that we have, that we spend, is so short compared to the eternity that is at stake.
2: Oh, how much longer something could have served God?
1: How much longer? You need to understand and ask yourselves, am I pursuing the call In the manner in which God expects me to pursue it. Or the word is being fulfilled upon my life, as was spoken by uh, by Paul to Timothy. They have a form of godliness, the power of which they deny. Is that your lot? Is that my lot?
3: Pursuing the call. Imagine this rope, okay? Pretend this rope. Just goes on forever. Okay? Just imagination. Pretend it goes around the world a few times. It doesn't. It ends at the rock. But uh, let's just imagine this thing goes on forever. Now imagine that this rope is a timeline of your existence. You just exist forever. You see this red part? This would represent your time on earth. You've got a few short years here on earth, and then you've got all of eternity somewhere else. This is, this is your existence. And what blows me away is some of you, all you think about is this red part. It's all you think about, you're consumed with this. You go, oh man, I can't wait till here. You know what, I'm gonna work hard, I'm gonna save, 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 so I can really enjoy this part right here. And you're consumed with that. And you're thinking, oh man, I'm going to get to travel. Am I going to eat well? Am I going to do this during this part? And I'm like, are you kidding me? What about this? What about this? What about, th- what about all this stuff? It's, just, it's crazy to me because the Bible teaches that what I do during this little red part determines how I'm going to exist for millions and millions and millions of years forever. And and so why would I spend this little red part trying to make myself as comfortable as possible, enjoying myself as much as I can? Paul says, look, I'm going to live my life for this mission. I'm going to spend my life, invest my life for this moment when I cross that finish line. See, I'm going to forget about all this stuff I could enjoy, and I'm not going to look around. I'm going to be like a runner just looking at that moment when I face God because when I face Him, then I don't get this chance over again. We get one chance at this life on earth, and it can end at any second for any of us. We've got one chance at this, and then comes eternity. And I'm not going to be fooled. I'm not going to spend my life down here. See, people look at some of my decisions and go, oh, you're so stupid because that's going to really affect this. I go, "No, you're stupid, because it's going to affect all of this." <laughs> Man, I, I, I'm serious. I, I look I look at the way people live, and I go, "Wow, that is so crazy. You are so crazy. You're going you're gonna to do that right now, just to enjoy right now, not even knowing if you have tomorrow and you think that's smart and that I'm dumb. It doesn't make any sense. Paul goes, I'm not going to look around at all this stuff. And it's tempting. It's tempting to all of us. That's what I'm saying. Down here, it's crazy because everyone lives that way. Everyone lives for the red part. No one's thinking about the millions of years afterwards. It's just it's, it's this crazy deception that we can't get out of our minds. And Paul goes, I'm not doing that. He goes, I keep my eyes on that. I keep my eyes on that finish line. And I'm going to forget what's behind me. I'm not looking around. I'm just going to, I'm straining Because I'm straining forward. I'm like stretching forward for that mark. I'm going to pass this thing. I'm going to live this out. And I'm going to face him. I'm going to come before the judges and he's going to hand me that trophy. He goes, I'm going to get in. I haven't gotten there yet. He goes, but you better believe I'm using every muscle exerting every bit about me because I'm going to pass that line well.
1: I hope you understood that. And it will take off the closing of LaDosia and TI today and focus upon the little time that you have left this little life of mine
2: i'm going to let it shine i'll
1: pursue the call that he put upon my life i'll pursue it by prayer i'll pursue it by my energy i'll pursue it with his grace to be sure that like those who run ahead of me i can also say I have finished my course.
2: Because you don't have control over what's going to happen to you.
1: You have no control over what can happen to you. Just as I have no control over what can happen to me. And every day, I learn to assess myself. I learn to put myself on the scale and say, Lord, look at me. Judge me. Show me where I'm
2: feeling. I shared something with a sister
1: concerning the manner in which I raised my kids. Not because they don't love the Lord, but I want to see them in the army,
2: in the forefront of the army, prosecuting the battle, fighting for the kingdom. I'm not looking for people no.
1: I'm not looking for Bang Kunjo. and as I said to you yesterday, when I get to the fine finale in that second session, my beloved, my beloved, my beloved, it's not about sitting inside the church and singing, holy, 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 it's God. It's about that eternal activity that is going to finish the work of the church, the preaching of this kingdom, of this gospel
2: of the kingdom. It's not going to happen inside the church.
1: It's out there. It's in the woods, it's in the villages, it's in those places. All those forsaken places where, where our own people have gone to muddy up the water. Where they have destroyed the and and, and and they just taught people the wrong things. It's out there correcting the errors, and setting the people in direction. That's why we can't afford to cross swords with ourselves. We press forward for the mark of the high calling of Christ. That's what we are called to. Let's finish this. Praise the Lord. Because it's so crucial for you to understand, I said both Israel... No, we have to read that uh, Romans chapter 11.
0: I said then, Has God cast away his people?
1: Now, has God cast away his people? The answer is no. And Paul answered that question. Now, all of this that I'm saying, when I get to the point of all those who say that Israel has been cast away, they never read their Bibles. They just never read their Bibles. Here it says, has God done what?
0: Cast away his people. Yes. God forbid. God forbid. For I am also an Israelite. Yes. Of the seed of Abraham. Eh? Of the tribe of Benjamin. Eh. God hath not cast away his people, which mm. he foreknew. What ye not what the scripture saith of Elias, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophet.
1: God has not cast away his people. Now go to that, those last ten verses. It said, blindness in part has happened to Israel for a particular
0: purpose. Why would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, uh. lest ye should be wise in your own conceit? Now,
1: because all of those who are saying Israel have been cast away, this word is being fulfilled in them. They are proud, knowing nothing. Casting as passion and speaking things. I'll get there. Please go on. That blindness in part. Blindness in part.
0: Is happened to Israel. Is happened to Israel. Until the fullness of the Gentiles.
1: Until a particular period of time. Temporary blindness it was. That God may bring me in. That the promise that God gave to Abraham. In the cutting of that covenant. That we look in Genesis 15. That God might bring it to pass. And get me in. And get you in. Go on.
0: Until the fullness of the Gentiles be coming.
1: Until the fullness of the Gentiles be coming. Because all of these are all tied together to the concluding part of where we are going. It's like if God is just counting the numbers of the Gentiles. Counting the numbers of the Gentiles. Counting the number of the Gentiles that are coming in. And who is doing that work of bringing them in? Talk to me. Who is doing that work of bringing them in? Is the church. So if that fullness doesn't come, we are also holding back the fulfillment of what, what God wants to do for
2: Israel. Are you
1: following me? Is counting them as we bring them in is counting them as we bring them in. He's counting them as we bring them in. He said until the fullness of what the gentiles have been brought in. Then that work of restoration, the restoration of the taking away this restoration of the site will not happen. So I've told you two things that are not going to happen. If we don't, if the church doesn't do his work, we will not see God's fullness in terms of his planned return to Israel happen. And will also not see the coming of the Lord in that parousia that I explained to you yesterday. It all depends on you. It depends on me. How we do that activity that God says we should do at the end. So there's a responsibility. Those two things that I showed you from Second Peter chapter 3 yesterday. The manner of life in which we ought to live our attitude. That's why I showed you the clip on the rope. And then the activity, not useless activity now, a hastening in terms of letting God do what he wants to do concerning Israel and letting God do what he wants to do concerning the church. I told you that the work of restoration is for the two sides, bringing in the kingdom. I showed you that both the church and Israel needed what? Restoration. And God spoke to this. He spoke to this extensively. I, I, there are so many things that after we looked at that thing, I think it's almost six months ago now, I had to go sit down and dig to the scriptures because there are so many nuances that I personally missed out in my study of the Synoptic Gospels that spoke about the coming of the Lord. And those things, when I when those God began to just yank them at me. Ha! There's so much that I have missed. I want to show them something to you here. Go back to that scripture. Luke 21 29.
0: And he spake to them
1: a parable. And he spoke to them a parable. Luke behold, 21, 29. Yes. Behold the fig tree. Behold. What? The fig tree. The fig tree. And all the trees. And then all. Is it only one tree? Several of them. And this is what you need to link up with what I'm trying to show you here. When I said, it's not only Israel that needed restoration, but also the church. What God, what the Lord Jesus was saying in that Luke 21, 29, said, behold the fig tree and all the trees was a pointer. So what Joel had spoken and written in terms of the restoration that was going to be required, it's not only Israel that needed, that needed restoration, the church also did needed restoration. So God bless you sons who are out there, who are slugging it out, in, inside Nigeria, outside Nigeria, letting the people understand how far the church has strayed. You are fulfilling the commission that has been given to you. Let there be no... Restraints. Let there be no fear. Let there be no restraint. I have started preaching any and everywhere, whether you are PFN or you are CAN or whatever it is you are, mine is to deliver the war. Throw me out, my work is done. The days are gone when you say they are Babylon. A friend of mine said Babylon also had a church. There was a church in Babylon. There was a church in Babylon too. Let's do what has been committed to us. Restoration was needed by both the church and by Israel. And the way God orchestrated it, let's look at it in this. Again, not very clear. Joel chapter 1. There were three stages that God decided to do the work It showed that the desolation that had happened unto the two, as I tried to show you. Blindness on Israel because they rejected the Lord. Blindness on the church because the church chose to believe another gospel. Both of them became desolate. By the end of the seven church ages, that degradation in the quality of faith, in the quality of message from the church in the Acts of Apostles, so the church of Laodicea, we saw how things just watered down. So both the church and Israel needed, needed restoration. Joel chapter 1, take it from verse 7, please.
0: He had laid my vine waste. He had laid
1: my what? Vine. Vine waste. waste. And barked my fig tree. And he had stripped my what? Fig tree. Yes. made it clean bare. He spoke about two principal trees here. The fig tree represented what? And the vine represented what? The church. Go back to judges in the story of Abimelech. I, 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 yes, I, said, I said, Abimelech, when he was told to come and rule over the people, and he said that he gave a parable. They went to the vine, and the vine said, I stop my joy, and so on and so forth. I'm explaining that parable, that ritual for you. So I don't, you, those who think I've spoken over their heads, go back, Judges, I think it's Judges 13, right? Judges 9. God bless you, Judges chapter 9. Said, He had laid my vine waste. He had laid my vine waste.
0: And barked my fig tree. He
1: had barked my fig tree. He
0: had made it clean bare.
1: He had made it clean bare. And cast it away. And cast it away.
0: The branches thereof are made white. Mm. Laments like a virgin, guarded with sackcloth for the husband of her youth. The meat offering and the drink offering yes. is cut off from the house of the
1: Lord. Nothing to eat in the house of God. The priests, yes. the Lord's
0: ministers, yes. mourn. Yes. The field is wasted. The field is wasted. The land mourneth. The land mourneth. For the corn is wasted. Yes. The new wine is dried the up. The
1: corn, what do you make from corn? Bread. The word of God. Yes? The new wine is dried up. The new wine is dried up.
0: The oil languishes.
1: Wine does what? It gives joy, right?
0: And Go the on. oil languishes.
1: Oil is a sign of the Holy Spirit. Be so you find that the Spirit, the Word, and joy, gone. Remember what Nehemiah said? Remember that the joy of the Lord is your strength. When joy is withered, So that desolation cut across the two trees. And that's what I try to show you, that blindness happened to Israel and blindness also has happened to the church. Both parties are in trouble. Yes? Please finish that. Be
0: ashamed. O ye husbandmen. Yes. How, O ye vine dressers, mm. for the wheat and for the barley, yes. because the harvest of the field is perished. Uh. The vine is dried up, and the fig tree languished. Mm. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also. Now see that. The vine, the pomegranate, the what? The palm tree the also. The palm tree, yes. And the apple tree. The apple tree. Even all the
1: trees of the field. All the trees of the field. Are withered. Luke twenty-one twenty-nine. Watch for the sign of the, the fig tree and the trees. Can you connect the two? The restoration work that is needed cuts across. And at the same time that God is beginning to do the work of restoration on Israel, God is also beginning to do for the church. Amen? Go on, please.
0: Because joy is withered away from the sons of
1: men. Yes. All I wanted you to see... What I call the natural part of the kingdom which has to do with Israel, desolation. The spiritual side of the kingdom, desolation. But thanks be to God when He began the work of restoration, Joel 2:25. See what it is that he says again. And
0: I'll restore to you
1: yes. the years
0: that the locust has eaten. Yes. The canker worm. Yes. And the caterpillar. Yes. And the palmer worm. Yes. My great army which I sent among you. Yes. Go on. And you shall eat in plenty mm. and be satisfied. Mm. And praise the name of the Lord your God. Uh. That I dealt wondrously with you. Yeah. And my people shall never be ashamed. Uh. And you
1: the restoration. I think if I I, have given you I cut it off at the wrong place, you will find that the work of restoration was also with respect to the two two trees, the vine, as well as what? As well as the fig tree. And in the sequence in which God laid it, right after that restoration, what comes after is what? What comes after that is what? Judgment. And that's what you will find in Joel chapter 3. The sequence and the order shown in the book of Joel ties in with the spine of prophecy. And when we come back in the afternoon, we're going to take a look at that portion. But I'll first of all start with those, because I've I've shown you so many things that deal with the interrelationship between the church and Israel. Amen? Why it is impossible for anybody to say that. There is no relationship between the two. I've shown you the sequence in which God has ordered events to be. And I then want to confront with the evidence of the scriptures. Those who say that God has rejected Israel. God bless you. 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 God bless you.
0: Thanks for listening. Join us again next time on another episode of Voice of Respiration. If you want further information on today's episode, please call 0803-3628-796 or visit us online at tcbc.org.ng.